Welcome to the BioCurious Podcast with your host, Kayla Osterhoff. As a health scientist, biohacker, and generally curious person, I'm always looking for new ways to optimize and integrate mind, body, and spiritual health. I created this podcast to explore the magic and science of human biology and expand your consciousness through learning. If you enjoy the episode that you're about to hear, please leave a review and share it with someone who can benefit from the information. Now let's get curious. Welcome back to another episode of the BioCurious Podcast. This week, Kayla talks with Gregory Landsman about beauty, why looking good and feeling good cannot be separated, and how to best support your skin to look and feel your best. Gregory Landsman is a renowned beauty and wellness expert, TV host, and best-selling author. This episode is packed full of information on beauty tips and tricks, and after listening, you'll be inspired to change up your skincare routine and learn more about Gregory's methods. We at BioCurious would like to thank this week's sponsor, Somavetic. Somavetic is designed to decrease your exposure to non-native electromagnetic frequencies, such as Wi-Fi, lights, radio waves, and so on. By harmonizing the body and the environment, your sleep will benefit and you will feel better all around. They have different models to make you feel energized, focused, productive, and calmer. You can use the code BIOCURIOUS for 10% off your order. Thank you again to Soma Vedic for sponsoring this episode, and as always, I hope you enjoy and learn something new. Gregory Landsman, thank you so much for joining the BioCurious podcast this evening. Thank you, Kayla, for having me on your, your podcast. Yes, thank you so much for coming Good on. Good to be here. I am so excited to chat with you. Um, like I was saying just a moment ago, we already started to dive into so many juicy topics that I'm excited to share with the BioCurious audience. Um, but before we do, for those who are not familiar, Gregory is one of the most noted global beauty and wellness experts in the world, and he is the best-selling author of nine books. And he is the TV host who specializes in using food to take years off of your face naturally. So today we are going to talk about biohacking beauty and Gregory is definitely the best resource for this type of information. So I can't wait to dive into all of those amazing topics. But before we do, Gregory, can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you got into this field of work? It has been a, a lifelong journey, I'd have to say. That. Mm-hmm. Um, one uh, that really started really in my, in my youth, early days. You know, many people believe that the country you are born in uh, shapes your character. Mine broke it down. And that is why I work very hard to ensure that a large part of what sustains our beauty, it's not just the way we look, but it is the way we feel. And I was born into a country like South Africa at the height of the apartheid system. And from an... Young as I can remember, I knew that the quality of my life was determined by the texture of my hair, the color of my skin, and the width of my nose. Before I got to school, I could read whites only. And that was placed everywhere, park benches, public toilets. And that was a very defining moment because I had believed that if I had looked different, my life could be different. But by the time I got to school, I was beaten and spat on every day because of my differences. And I used to stutter as a result of that. 
by the time I left um, South Africa, I was 10, came to Australia, and I began to heal. But my mother um, was a well-known model here, and I just loved everything that she um, she had, you know, everything about her. She was kind and beautiful. And I naturally entered that world. You know, I changed my physical body to do it. I wasn't blessed with a natural build. So I utilized food to build this body um, and change it so that I could um, enter the world of um, fashion and beauty, first as a model. And that took two, two, three years. It was two and a half, three years where I exercised two to three hours every day, ate incredible amounts of food and uh, 12 eggs for breakfast with protein powders. But what I had realized after a very successful um, career, I was working in Tokyo, Milan, Paris. By the time I got to London, everything came crashing into me, everything. Everything that I believed I had escaped really came crashing into me. And I really destroyed everything on a physical level. On so many levels, I didn't know um, who I really was. I was still that child. I hadn't addressed anything. But my interest with skin, everywhere that I went, I um, gained knowledge about natural. You know, if it was in Japan or Italy, I gained a lot of knowledge. This knowledge was confirmed when I opened up my own cosmetic house. And I worked with incredible chemists, brilliant chemists, that I would ask, well, my mother always used cucumber on her eyes, but why would that work? And they confirmed everything that I believed, that the power in nature had the capacity to transform our skin. And it was the, it was that knowledge that I built on and that I kept building on. So you look at something as simple as a cucumber, people put that on their eyes without realizing that it contains silica, which is a beauty mineral. It's incredible, strengthens uh, the elasticity of the skin. So everything that we are doing today, all of the most powerful anti-aging ingredients can be found in the foods we eat. Everything. But what I love about the whole concept of, of food is that while it can prevent premature aging, it can also be used topically to de-stress and feed the skin pure nutrients. And the skin loves what, what is pure and what is good. It responds to it. So that is um, how I you know, have uh, established this. But my uh, approach is different to everyone else's because I don't deal with skin in isolation. I look at uh, skin on a holistic level. A lot of people are dealing with a line and waging war on wrinkles. And to me, that is um, something that really just causes more stress. And we want to look at what stresses the skin. But before we look at that, uh, I wanted to just clarify, the aging process is a wonderful process that takes us closer to the truth of who we are, We feel more confident in the world. We know what we represent in this world. But premature skin aging, we can do something about. That we don't have to fight, but we can actually counteract with the way we breathe, the way we eat, the nutrients we're eating, what we are applying topically, even the way we are breathing. So I look at 
skin holistically from the mind, the body, and the spirit and the skin, what is taking place. So while people are looking at a line, I ask myself, what is that line trying to tell me? That line, while it reflects our life, it will tell us a lot about our lifestyle. What, what really ages the skin is stress. Stress ages our skin. And we want to purge the body from everything that causes us to feel that stress. We've got environmental stress. We have lifestyle stress. And then we just have the stress we feel on a day-to-day -day basis. And we don't want to live with that because when, when we are feeling stressed, cortisol in our body is raging. When cortisol is raging, you are aging prematurely. And we can do a lot about reducing our stress levels and reducing cortisol, which I call the wrinkle-causing hormone. And we can reduce that with the food we eat, our breath, uh, facial exercise. It's very, very simple. And finding a sense of calm and peace within ourselves. So I think all of those uh, play a major role in how do we counteract premature skin aging. Mm. I couldn't agree with you more. And I think taking a holistic approach is not only appropriate for anti-aging and beauty, but for health and wellness in general. And it's definitely something that, um, especially in the United States, our medical systems have, um, have stepped away from because they're always looking at a, a, an acute problem or a symptom and then looking at how do we treat that thing in isolation mm -hmm. instead of how do we improve the body on a systems level. So I love that you take that approach with anti-aging and beauty and battling stress, whether it be, you know, emotional stress or physical stress or um, oxidative stress of that, which is damages and kills our cells, right? So yes. before we dive into kind of some of those specifics, and I can't wait to get into that with you, I was curious, what is your definition of beauty? That had been a long one uh, to come to, Kayla. Uh, the understanding for me, it was the truth of beauty. And I always feel very blessed to have had 30 years in the beauty industry because I really could, I got to the truth of beauty and an understanding of it really through my own insecurities and my, my personal journey and then what I experienced. So everything that I do, all the books I write, the television, um, the children's program that I have in the educational system to teach kids about the principles of beauty, they're based on my philosophy and I utilize the acronym of the word beauty. So the B is for balance. That is a balance of inner virtues that radiates outwardly. And I believe that is what ultimately shapes a person's beauty and their life. And the E is for enthusiasm, to show enthusiasm for who we are and all aspects of who we are. And the A is for acceptance, accepting ourselves as a whole without isolating or fragmenting beauty to certain physical characteristics. And the U is for understanding that when we are born, we are born whole and beautiful. And along the way, we have been educated to doubt what we were given. But if we have the ability to create insecurities, we have the ability to eliminate them. And the T is for trust, learning to trust in who we are and to value our own opinions and what we represent in this world. And the why is for you that you possess beauty if you can see it in a much more expansive way other than just physical. Because beauty really is not about masculinity or femininity. 
I believe that it is about humanity and celebrating our divine differences that we all bring to the world. So for me, my definition of beauty, it's one of inclusion, that everyone has a place at their table, providing we do not define it by physical characteristics. And I think when it comes to beauty, we, we can't define beauty by physical characteristics because the most beautiful aspects of a human being, we don't see with the eyes. We feel that with the heart. Mm. And that is the truth of beauty. And many people say to me, oh, but you know, the world doesn't think like that. And the world doesn't need to think like that. We can't change the world's concept of beauty, but I think we can change our own. And as I always say that really the world doesn't need more supermodels. We need super role models, people who hold strong values and are changing the world with kindness and good information and reminding people of their value and their goodness. Mm, so um, yes. that's my definition. I love your definition. I'm going to adopt your definition of beauty. And I have to say you're amazing because I didn't let you know that I was going to ask that question and you had the most amazing answer. So thank you for that. So I, I couldn't agree with you more. I think that, you know, they say beauty is in the eye of the beholder or beauty is only skin deep. And we hear these statements all the time, though um, I don't think that a lot of people really truly buy into it. But being a neuroscientist and looking into the subconscious programming mm -hmm. of what we're attracted to, I think even at a subconscious level, we are aware of somebody's beauty and, and something that makes somebody very beautiful to us and attractive to us is deeper than what they look like on the outside. There is a radiant energy that comes from people who we are attracted to. And, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that they are a supermodel. But I'm curious because you have interfaced with so many what people would deem to be physically beautiful people, supermodels and such, do you find that there's a correlation between their inner beauty and their outer beauty? Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. I believe every woman has beauty. Every man has beauty. All our children. There's so much beauty in the world. The only thing that stops us from seeing it are the judgments that we hold. Yes. And I realized that I never saw the world as it was, I didn't see another human being as they were. I saw them as I was, through my belief system, through my judgments. And that I believe is such an important, important part of recognizing our own beauty. Because we can either look in the mirror and we can see the flowers or the weeds. Depending on the judgments we hold, the beliefs we hold. And we can only give another human being what we have. And if we don't have self-acceptance, how can we give that and extend that to another human being? And I believe this is a world now where people have, um, you know, she's beautiful, he has everything purely on a looks level. Mm. My grandmother said something that I never forgot. She said, you know, boy, God gives us all five minutes of grace. And we can wow people with our cute little nose and fancy smells. And after that five minutes, the real person emerges and nothing can hide who you are. And that is so true. So, so very true. Um, and when you're speaking about supermodels and the most beautiful, uh, recently uh, a journalist asked me, who was the most memorable woman that I had worked with and that I'd come across in my career? And 
I really thought about that and the most memorable one. And I said, oh, Sophia. And he said, oh, Sophia Loren. <laughs> and I said, no, um, it was a woman who worked in a supermarket in Milan. And he said, a woman who worked in the supermarket. Well, I used to uh, go to the supermarket. And after the second day, I thought, why do all the men stand in this one line when everything else is available? So I stood in line like everyone else waiting to see what was it. Well, when I got to the uh, cash register, Kayla, there was the most magnificent woman. Her name was Sophia. She was probably a size 18. She had jet black hair piled up on top of her hair. Blue eyeshadow, black eyeliner, red lips with these long red fingernails. And then she looked at my groceries and she said, you, are, you obviously don't have a good woman. Look at you, you're so skinny. Maybe I come home and I cook for you. I fell in love with Sophia. Mm. And all the men fell in love with her. And what was it about Sophia? It was something about Sophia that I'm not sure if you've ever stood in in front of someone that they made you want to stand taller because you, you're standing in the presence of someone who occupies their space. They don't excuse it. And they share who they are so generously with their spirit. And that was Sophia. Mm. And I always walked out of there being reminded of what makes us truly magnificent. And that's the spirit of our humanity and how we choose to share that. And whether it's a supermodel or a, a mum a mom or a grandmom, at the end of the day, it's really about the spirit of our humanity. It shines through. It's, it really just shines through. And that's why looking good and feeling good cannot be separated. Mm. That cannot be separated. Yes, I couldn't agree with you more. And I, I also believe that those are the foundations of both what makes somebody beautiful and what makes us perceive somebody else as beautiful. And like you said, and like our uh, title of our episode hints at, there are things that you can do to enhance your physical beauty. So I know folks came here to hear some of this, so I definitely want to get into that. I would love to start with, you mentioned that there are certain foods that are um, superfoods for lack of a better term, for beauty specifically. And you mentioned that some of these foods you can actually apply topically um, to improve your skin, for instance, or to improve the, um, the fine lines or wrinkles. So can you tell us a little bit about your favorite superfoods, both the ones that you would eat and then other ones that you could actually apply to your skin to enhance a beautiful complexion? Absolutely. One of the things that we really look at when we're addressing uh, the skin, and I love the whole, the whole concept of what our skin delivers, because it never tells lies. It is going to tell us about the lack of sleep or water or nutrients uh, or the stress we're carrying. So it never lies. And depending on what it's going to tell you, you can address these uh, issues with food. A lot of people remove um, all fat from their diet. And that is a massive, massive um, skin no-no because it will dehydrate and age the skin uh, very quickly. And a lot of the models do that. And when I'm creating a model plan, I can see immediately whether they have removed all um, fats from their diet. But some, something as simple as including omega-3 fatty acids in our diet can plump up the skin and smooth out 
you know, a fine line because it moisturizes our skin from the inside out. So a lot of people are very, very worried about, oh, um, I shouldn't eat fat. But that is something that you should be eating, good fats. And the other thing also to do is avoid crash diets as you, you lose the lean muscle tissue, which causes the skin to sag. So there are lots of different, this, it's really not even about a specific food um, or a specific diet as much as it is about including foods that can really, really support the skin. Like um, some of the most effective ways to protect and uh, uh, preserve the skin is to ensure that you include a lot of skin renewing foods like um, vitamin C. Vitamin C is key to collagen production. And it protects the collagen, but it cannot be stored in the body. So it's important to top it up all the time. And we can do that on a, you know, in a variety of ways uh, with food. We can eat uh, sweet red peppers, uh, Brussels sprouts, incredible um, for vitamin C, broccoli, and even tomatoes. With tomato, whether you eat it raw or cooked, when you cook it, you access this incredible, incredible uh, enzyme, lycopene, an antioxidant. And lycopene, it's great, but you only access that in the tomato when it's cooked. And by pouring a little bit of olive oil on it, your body can absorb it. So if you are eating a lot of greens, always pour olive oil over your greens as it helps um, to absorb the nutrients effectively. Then you've got things like vitamin E, which is a powerful antioxidant, and it reduces damage really um, that is caused to skin cells, but it's also anti-inflammatory. So this creates a, a smoother texture of the skin and it reduces wrinkles. So something as uh, simple as including spinach, a handful of almonds uh, regularly, sunflower oil and mangoes. That's a great source of vitamin E. Then if we look at um, vitamin B uh, complex, that is really essential for um, our skin. But eat uh, eggs regularly, turkey, whole wheat breads. So there are lots of great things that we can do um, for the skin. Now, garlic is another incredible one, Gar garlic and onion. They contain sulfur, which I call a beauty mineral. But many people just uh, throw the garlic into their food quickly. You've got to crush it, leave it for at least five to 10 minutes as this activates and releases um, allicin. It's an, it's an organic compound that gives garlic its aroma and its flavor, but it is considered one of the world's most powerful antioxidants. And then you have something as simple as glutathione, um, often referred to as the mother of all antioxidants. And this decreases um, with age, our glutathione levels. But something as simple as asparagus and avocados are great ways really to support glutathione levels. Um, a lot of people are very uh, familiar with hyaluronic acid um, as a humectant, um, increases and holds moisture, but hyaluronic acid levels decrease with age. And one of the most powerful ways to stimulate and increase these levels well, you just include beans in your diet and that will um, pump up the skin. So there are incredible, incredible uh, things to, to do. But the beauty of all of this, Kayla, is that all of these foods also help us reduce stress. So we're not only reducing our cortisol levels with the foods we eat, but we're also protecting our collagen. 
and we're feeding the skin nutrients. And so when we uh, support the skin uh, to stay stronger, it lasts longer. So for me, it's giving you great information, knowledge and know-how. Once you have that, you can look after your skin. And looking after our skin is a lot simpler than we've been led to believe. Mm. Well, I love to hear that. And I think that our listeners will love to hear that it is an easier task than what we've been told. You know, if you look at the marketplace and what is available for um, you know, potions and lotions and the best skin cream and $60 facial oil and whatever else is out there, um, it can be overwhelming. And I think people forget the basics, which is, you know, stress management, breathe properly, get sleep, hydrate yourself and um, enjoy your life and exercise, right? So um, speaking of exercise i would love to know um you have a book that is about exercise for your face and i think that um including myself as an endurance athlete i never think to work out my face and so i would love to know what are the exercises we should be doing for our face and is that a way to naturally kind of lift the face or could that be a replacement for um, for facelifts later on in life? I'm a firm believer um, that prevention is better than cure. We are very conscious that we need to exercise the physical body. And we all know that after a good exercise uh, session, we not only look better, we feel better. But we forget to exercise the face. And the face needs to be exercised. When we look at the um, muscles on the face, it's not attached um, to the bone. It's attached directly to the skin. So it is very important to keep these muscles um, healthy and strong. Because when you de-stress, you age less. And in the same way that we can pump up uh, a bicep we can pump up the muscles on the face. If that's uh, looking at forehead um, lines, uh, lifting uh, the the cheeks, reducing lip lines, uh, tightening the jawline, all of it can be uh, really increased exercise, strengthened on a day-to-day basis. And the beauty of these um, exercises, it takes so little um, to do them, and you can do them anywhere and anytime. You know, I do them in the in the motor car. Um, I do scare people at traffic lights on occasion, but it is um, something that you can do anywhere, anytime, and it gets incredible, incredible results. Mm. And so, what are some of those um, exercises? If is there any that are simple that maybe the listeners listening right now could try at home um, just sitting while they're listening to this podcast? Absolutely. Um, Fill your mouth with air and um, close your mouth and then move that air around inside the mouth from cheek to cheek, uh, around the lip, uh, around the lip area and keep keep it moving. This tones and de-stresses the muscles in that area. And that's as simple as putting air in your mouth and moving it around anywhere, anytime. And it's a powerful one and you will visibly see the difference. Mm, I love that. And I was trying it as you were talking. Um, And it does, it feels quite nice actually. So it is something that would um, help to de-stress and anything that really brings awareness t- into the body, which is why I love breathwork so much, is really going to help you come into the present moment and um, be able to release some of the stress of whatever's coming from the past or the future, um, which is where we generate our stress from typically. So um, I love that approach. And one of the other things that uh, people can do on a regular basis, you know, everyone applies a moisturizer in the morning or 
the serum in the evening. Always apply your moisturizer onto a damp face mm. because moisturizers don't put moisture into your skin. They seal existing moisture in. And when you apply it onto a damp face, you're sealing more moisture in. And while you're doing that, give your face a good, firm rub. Every morning and in the evening. This oxygenates the blood. It speeds up the lymphatic drainage system. It carries more nutrients to the skin. And it helps remove toxins. So it's, it's something as simple as incorporating a massage into your daily skincare routine will make a massive difference. And that is what I love about, I wouldn't even call it skincare. I call it um, health care. Mm. <laughs> because we are really taking care of everything from the way we think, the way we feel, the way we live, and the way we love, not only ourselves, but others. And it plays a massive, massive role in how we um, we age, a massive role in how we age. And you said something earlier, Kayla, about getting back to basics. And I really believe we need to get back to basics. Something as simple as um, sleep. You know, I have so many emails, literally hundreds and hundreds of emails that come through every week asking me, is there something that they can apply for collagen to increase their collagen? What people don't realize is that we make the most collagen while we sleep. And when we are relaxed, our levels of the stress hormone, cortisol decreases. But we are also activating the growth hormone and that really increases cell regeneration. So when we sleep more, we heal more and we generate the production of the human growth hormone, which creates thicker skin. So sleep is a natural collagen booster and it doesn't cost any. Mm. So it's ensuring that we look after our um, sleeping habits and ensure that they're healthy. You know, a lot of people have trouble getting to sleep. Uh, one of the things, if I am feeling stressed, I breathe deeply for five minutes and then I munch on some uh, pumpkin seed. Contains a solid dose of tryptophan, mm. which is that chemical compound that makes you feel sleepy. But while it helps us to relax, it also gives us a good dose of omega-3 fatty acids, yes. which are really great for the skin. So it's very simple things that we can incorporate into our daily routines and it makes a massive difference to the way our skin ages. I love these tips. They're so simple. A lot of them are free. And you know what I love the most about all of these tips is that everything that you have mentioned, increasing fats, increasing leafy greens, um, increasing your sleep, decreasing your stress, getting some exercise, all of these things also are really important for brain health and brain longevity. So um, anyone who's listening, definitely incorporate any and all of these tips if you're not already at a baseline. And you may not need the nootropics. You may not need the beauty products. You may not need to spend all that extra money on all these amazing biohacking tech and supplements um, if you can adopt some of these really healthy lifestyle practices. And I know they're simple and they're not as exciting as, you know, that $5,000 um, piece of biotech equipment, but, um, you know, the evidence doesn't lie and the data doesn't lie. And knowing the research very intricately myself, as far as brain health, I can tell you that all of these things do have a massive impact on our health and well-being. Um, and our beauty. Now that is confirmed. Thank you to Gregory. <laughs> now, Kayla, and the large part of 
looking good is feeling good. And when we're thinking about brain health, you know, it is important. Yes, we have to have the right nutrients and we've got to um, ensure that we think really well and we we what we think we feel and we begin to see and create in our lives and so it's important to be mindful not only of the food we're eating but the thoughts we are having yes because that also impacts the way we we feel about ourselves as we age i couldn't agree with you more there i think that um our thoughts beliefs and feelings um, are really what determine the quality of our life. And, mm-hmm. um, and that includes the way that we feel about ourselves. And if we determine whether we are beautiful to ourselves is really, really um, important. And I think a big aspect of quality of life as well is to really love ourselves and the skin that we're in. So thank you for bringing that up as well. Um, I have a couple of questions that I like to ask all of my podcast guests if you are up for it. So my first question is, do you have a specific morning routine for beauty? And if you do, what does that include? My beauty routine starts um, when I just wake up. And I believe the first seven seconds, we begin to program our day. You know, if you notice... When we wake up, sometimes we're thinking in the past or we're thinking about something in the future, but we're never fully present. So for me, my first seven seconds is very important. And I start that with gratitude. So when I just open my eyes, just in that state, I say, thank you. Thank you for the bed that I've slept in, the repair of my body while I've slept. And thank you for a new day. It doesn't matter what we say, thank you for but it puts us in a wonderful mode of gratitude. And then I thump my thymus, which is in the middle of the chest. I know it doesn't sound good, but it does great things. And that boosts uh, the immune system. I then take 10 deep breaths and give thanks for my ability to breathe. And, you know, we enter the world taking our first breath, and we leave taking our last breath. And breath is so potent on just just changing your breathing patterns will change the way you think, feel, and look. And this reminds me not to take my breath for granted, but to breathe consciously. And then I have a glass of lemon water that I always um, prepare before I go to bed. So it's right there, and I have no excuse not to drink it. I drink it before I hop out of bed. And something as simple as that is it gives you a little mini detox. It does incredible things for the skin. And it has the capacity to even firm the skin. So I drink that glass of water, and I head to the bathroom. We'll miss the other steps. I head to the mirror. And there I do my heart work. I put my hand on my heart and I say, good morning. I love you. Now, that took a long time for me to say that. Um, There were years that I just got to good morning, but that was okay. When I put my hand on my heart, that is... um, reminding me that I can only give what I have and to love myself. And what does loving myself mean? It means treating myself kindly as I go through my, through my day with all the challenges that might occur. I then splash my face with warm water. I rub my face with a serum that I have uh, mixed up of natural, a variety of natural oils. And I give my face a good rub, which, as I said, that oxygenates the blood. It carries more nutrients to the skin and it speeds up the lymphatic drainage system. I will then, if I feel a little bit hungry, I will eat a banana, which contains a a variety of great vitamins and minerals. But it also causes the body to release serotonin, which is the happy hormone. 
And I always said, well, what's the point of having great skin if you're feeling miserable in it? So that's how I start the day. And then I sit in silence for 10 minutes. Mm. And sitting in silence, uh, really with no distractions, it reminds me of all that is good in the world. It's how I get to know myself. And in that silence, I can feel more. I can heal more. I learn how to live more and how to love more, not only of myself, but others. And uh, that is my morning routine. Very simple, um, but it's not complicated. Mm. I love your morning routine. I think that it has all of the most important components that I also have in mind, which is gratitude, silence and stillness, and um, some self-care practices. So um, I, I mirror a lot of what you do, and I'm glad to hear that those are also beauty enhancements. So that's great. Um, my last question that I have for you is, if the listeners could make just one simple change in their lives that would improve their overall health and well-being, what would you recommend it be? I would recommend sleep. And ensure that you have enough water. water. Water is such a powerful way to reduce stress, calm the nervous system, ensure that the body is operating correctly. Yeah, I think it's, uh, correct me, I think it's 70 or 80% of your brain tissue is water. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, you know, if we're not, if, if we're not hydrated, and if you are dehydrated, your body and your mind are stressed. And if you're feeling thirsty, you're already a little dehydrated. And there you begin to see fine lines and wrinkles are deeper as a result of uh, not having enough water. And just drinking water supports the body on every level. And it ensures that, you know, our skin cells are hydrated, plumps them up and makes you look younger. Um, that's the added benefit. But I always say don't underestimate the power of water it flushes out impurities it improves circulation and blood flow and it helps your skin glow that doesn't cost you money mm. you just need to be mindful and do it consciously drink enough water throughout the day yeah i think that both of those are huge, huge tips that often we forget or we want to ignore because even though they're so simple, they could be a little difficult, right? To prioritize drinking water consistently throughout the day. It seems like such a simple task, but it can actually be um, quite challenging when you get wrapped up in work and whatever else you're doing and you forget to drink water and sleep is even harder. It's kind of funny that um, sleep is like the biggest biohack out there and it's funny yeah. that we even consider it to be a biohack because it's something that we should all inherently be doing naturally um and we're not or at least we're not doing it well so sleep is the best is the biggest one for me and that's the one that i always say if you're going to do nothing else invest in your sleep so yeah. I, I we're totally on the same wavelength there <laughs> look that and we didn't touch on anything that you can use topically. Mm -hmm. um, and there are, you know, incredible things when we're speaking about natural humectants. Mm. You know, just put a little bit of honey on your face. It's a natural humectant. It's antimicrobial. It increases our moisture levels in the skin. Um, when you're looking at uh, a lovely skin toner, you know, apple cider vinegar, Organic apple cider vinegar with the mother in it mm. is such an incredible, incredible toner. Um, and it removes dirt, but it uh, removes dead skin cells. And all you need to do is dilute um, uh, apple cider vinegar with water. So it's 50-50. Um, wipe, basically wipe it all over your face. And it's a natural refresh. It's full of vitamins. B1, B2, B6, vitamin C. The upshot really is that it feeds the skin. 
Mm. And it doesn't strip the skin. You look at some yogurt. People, yeah, I, you know, they use yogurt, not knowing everything is science-based. Yogurt applied topically, it's incredible. It's full of incredible um, vitamins and minerals like calcium and zinc and B6 and B12, all incredible for the skin. And it's there in the kitchen. Admittedly, it's not as glamorous as pouring it out of a fancy bottle. <laughs> but we can get the same results, the same results. And I always, um, when models come to me, their skin's dehydrated. What I will tell them is apply some yogurt and honey and it will plump up their skin mm. before a shoot. It's, it's natural and they can do that anywhere, no matter where they're traveling. So there are incredible ways really to look at um, feeding the skin the nutrients that it needs. Um, avocado, everyone loves avocado, but they throw the skin out. You keep the skin, apply the inside of the um, skin all over your face, then turn it um, on the outside and rub it in gently. Mm. This stimulates and exfoliates the skin, you know, with really healthy uh, fatty acids. So it's, um, it's an incredible uh, beauty uh, tool that you have at your disposal. My whole thing is, Provide people with the knowledge. That's why I do the books and the, and the television. Once you've got the knowledge and the know-how, you can start uh, incorporating these things into your day-to-day -day, uh, routine. Yes. I love these tips so much. And I'm writing little notes down to remind myself um, different things that I want to start incorporating for my skin health and my beauty routine. So thank you so much for, for sharing your knowledge and making it really digestible and easy for folks, um, whether they have lots of money to invest in beauty products or not. Anyone can do these simple things, and I think that they'll make a huge impact. Um, we do have a couple of folks in line for questions, so I will call them up one at a time. So we will start off with Sandra. Welcome to the stage. Hi, Kayla. Hi, Gregory. Thank Hi. you for having me. And my question to Gregory is, I actually have two questions. Uh, what does he recommend for uh, dark circles under the eyes? And my second question is, I've had um, a melasma that I had since I was, I think it started developing when I was about 10 years old. And it's like, from what I've understood, it's they call it cafe au lait. It's like a stain on the side of my cheek. And I've learned to embrace it, but I wanted to know just out of curiosity, if he had any tips that would maybe help uh, lighten it or something like that. Thank you so much. Okay. Um, if we're looking at natural, uh, natural remedies for that, if you increase spinach, your spinach intake, you will find that uh, you will reduce the dark circles underneath your eyes. Ensure you've got enough spinach and you eat enough. Also, your water your water intake, and a good um, firm but gentle massage, patting motion underneath the eye will help reduce dark circles. So that is uh, something that uh, you can do. Also applying a little bit of grapeseed oil, not a lot, a little, just a little goes a long, long way. And it's... Um, it has oligomeric procyanidine in it, which strengthens the tissue elasticity, which is really great. The other thing that you can do is juice a potato. Now, there's an incredible enzyme in a potato. Uh, they use it in top-end cosmetic. Um, it's cataclysm. It's a skin-brightening um, enzyme. And just put that put a little bit of that juice in with your grapeseed and that's a wonderful eye treatment a wonderful eye treatment um, you can also use uh, the juice of a cucumber with silica in it 
that is also great for under eye dark circles. So you can in um, you can create your own little serum uh, for for your eyes. With melasma, have a look at melasma. Um, many people uh, start generating uh, melasma as a result of the pill, and it's basically hormonal. So that is something um, that you uh, can look at. What is disrupting um, the actual hormones? But when we are looking at it on a, on a topical level, there are several things that we can do. Uh, you've got to ensure that you've got a good um, turnover so you're, uh, to exfoliate and stimulate the dead skin cells so you can renew them and exfoliation you can also use apple cider vinegar and apple cider vinegar is a wonderful way to do it it's very gentle but test it in a small area um, before you um, apply it and ensure that it's diluted because it is strong that is what you can use on um, melasma you can also use lemon juice but you've got to be careful with things like that because lemon juice has alpha hydroxy acid in it and it uh, brightens the skin and removes dead skin cells but you've got to be mindful because it makes your skin sensitive to the sun so those are just a couple of things that you can start doing um, and ensure that you don't go into the sun um, without some protection on it, on your skin, because that, um, again, uh, increases um, melasma. Amazing. I took notes. Thank you so much, Gregory. I love it. I'm going to definitely do that trick for the under eye. I wanted to ask you, Gregory, if you have any tips for the neck, is it, what would you recommend? For, like, for, for example, like, a, do you recommend also massaging the neck to tone the neck? Perfect. Absolutely. And, uh, what you can also do um, for the neck is to warm um, olive oil with some carrot oil. And you make a warm compress in the evening. This area of your neck is very sensitive. The skin is very sensitive. And what you want to do is feed it um, on a regular basis and ensure that you rub the neck area and move the, um, the skin up towards the chin. This will help tone and strengthen the skin in that area. And you want to keep that skin stronger so it lasts longer. Whatever you are applying, if that is a, a whole moisturizer on the face, always move it down to the neck. And then uh, in an upward motion, move and massage it um, into that area. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Gregory. And thank you uh, for your questions, Sandra. Uh, we have one other person in line for questions. Uh, Danielle, welcome to the stage. Hi, thank you so much for having me and hosting this room. I'm super excited to ask my questions. So if it's all right, I actually have a couple my first question is, I started drinking like grass-fed organic bone broth as part of a way to help me through my intermittent fasting. Yes. Um, but then, you know, I I'm 30. I started noticing creaking in my knees when I get up recently. And, um, and then I started drinking the broth, not because of that, but just because I was fasting more than I had in a while. And I realized that after a few days of drinking a lot of this broth, my knees were no longer creaking when I stood up. And I was, you know, just wondering if I could get another perspective on if, if Abs there's a correlation there. Yeah. Ab absolutely. Now, um, the thing I love about bone broth, besides, you know, having um, the skin look younger. I just, I'm just a firm believer in consuming bone broth. Um, I like to call it a beauty broth. 
Um, look, it, it's nice to uh, it's nice to drink. It's tasty and it's good. But it does wonderful things for the body, because the process of cooking the bones it breaks down their collagen, and it forms uh, a gelatin, which is full of amino acids like the glycine, the proline, the hydroxyproline, and our body absorbs all of these amino acids and uses them to create new collagen in our skin. But of course, collagen we know is uh, connective tissue. So overall, that is going to support all the joints. That's why you're seeing a decrease in um, joint pain. And it's a wonderful, wonderful way, not only to uh, really reduce fine lines and wrinkles and to increase elasticity and skin firmness, but it's a great, great tonic that supports the body to um, not only look younger, but feel healthier. So now I'm a strong advocate for um, bone broth. Okay, wonderful. Thank you. I just thought, gosh, that is fast, if that's what it is. Oh, yeah. Oh, you can see a difference in consuming ba- um, uh, bone broth within five days. You can see the difference. Yeah, Danielle, and I also want to add that um, for women of childbearing age, which if you are 30, you are, um, you're still experiencing a female hormone cycle, that during the luteal phase of the female hormone cycle, we see a very drastic drop in our fatty acids and our amino acids. So using bone broth or something that's very rich in these um, during especially that phase of your hormone cycle is really, really going to be helpful because we get very depleted during that phase. So that might be something that you want to um, boost during that phase of your hormone cycle. Thank you, Kayla. I really appreciate that. I've, I have an app tracker that tells me when I'm in that phase, but I've never Wonderful. known what it means. Yes. So, now, so now I'll drink bone broth during the phase. I appreciate it. Awesome. Did you have one more question? I did actually. So I recently had a small cyst removed from the center of my chest. You know, it was benign and everything. Um, But I was warned, it literally happened about a week ago. I was warned that this area is very prone to keloids and I really don't want that to happen. So I was just hoping for some advice regarding like scar management, prevention, anything along those lines would be wonderful. Look, um, keloid uh, scarring is something that um, occurs and some people are more prone to it than others. But when you are looking at that, um, you've got to protect that area. Um, I would advise you to get um, some carrot oil, pure organic um, carrot oil, and a vitamin E capsule, and gently massage that every day. And it will reduce the scarring and um, uh, it, it does incredible, um, really incredible stuff for the skin. But you've got to massage it very gently in that area. Vitamin E with some carrot oil every day. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much, you guys. I really appreciate this. Awesome. Thank you so much, Danielle. And thank you again, Gregory, for sharing your wisdom with us. You have been amazing and you've given um, not only our audience, but me so many amazing tips and reminders of things that are just so simple that we can do to improve our beauty, but really our overall health and wellness as well. So I have to say that um, even though I have not met you in person and your photo does look very beautiful, but I can say that just experiencing you in this episode, you are a very, very beautiful person. You have a beautiful soul. And so thank you for sharing your beauty with us. Oh, look, Kayla, um, thank you. And when I was speaking about, you know, we don't need more supermodels, we need more role models. And that is something that you are a wonderful role model, because you are looking at how we can provide people with the knowledge to maintain good health and that is such a wonderful service, Kayla. Mm. Wonderful service that um, you're providing to so many people. So um, thank you. 
Mm, thank you so much for that. Uh, so if our listeners are interested in connecting with you or if they want to read one of your books or if they want to uh, find out more about the work that you have going on, where is the best place for them to find and connect with you? You can go to gregorylandsman.com. Um, you'll see the books there, but the books are available on you know, um, Amazon, every major platform, Barnes & Noble. There's a, well, I've also got apps. It's called uh, the facelifting food apps. Um, they're on Google and Apple. And I've also got a free ebook um, called The Skin Secret to Looking Younger at Any Age. That's a nice uh, little introduction to everything. And I've got a free skin treatment, um, skin hacks for dry hands. So if you go into the treatment section, um, you'll be able to uh, access uh, an incredible skin hack really for um, dry hands. Um, since we are all experiencing um, hand washing more regularly <laughs> than I've ever had. Yeah. Um, I thought that's a wonderful thing really to provide people because they're constantly uh, complaining about dry hands. So there, um, there's a wonderful treatment there that you can access. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again for sharing your knowledge and these tools. We will include all of the links to everything you mentioned here in the show notes of this episode. Thank you again, Gregory, for joining us. And thank you to all of the listeners who have stuck in here for this conversation. I really, truly appreciate you. Thanks, everyone. I hope you liked this week's episode of the BioCurious podcast. If you enjoy listening and learn something, please leave us a review and share it with someone that could benefit. If you don't already, follow our Instagram at BioCuriousPodcast for teasers of new episodes, advice from old guests, biohacking quizzes, and if you tag this account with a screenshot of the episode, we will feature you on our story. Thank you for all the support and have a good day.